0: Hey, everybody. This is Dr. Tim and our social media coordinator, Hillary, for another Dr. Tim's Aquatics podcast. How are you doing this morning, Hillary?
1: I am doing well. How about yourself?
0: Doing good. Nice sunny day out here in Southern California. There is no snow.
1: <laughs> I'll be careful saying that. You might have a lot of people mad at you.
0: <laughs> That's true. I apologize, folks. I'm sure the weather's beautiful where everyone is today. <laughs>
1: So today we're gonna talk about gels. Now, if you guys have been following along on our social media, we've been kind of featuring our gels for, I guess, the whole past month. And I guess as the month is wrapping up, I figured it would just kind of be a good thing to talk about them on our podcast today because, you know, even though they've been out for several years, they are maybe newer to a lot of the hobbyists that are out there. So Um, If you are familiar with the waste away liquid, which I feel like a lot of people are, um, we have a waste away time release gel that you can put in your tank that, I don't know, I, I think they're a lot easier, a lot less to think about if that makes sense you just have to put them in and they'll change color and let you know when it's time to swap them out they do all the work for you so they're really really great you can put them in and almost you know forget about them for a couple of weeks so today we are going to talk all about the different gels that we have how to use them what are the advantages and disadvantages um and then i guess a little bit of troubleshooting and some of the questions that we've gotten from um, our followers on how to use them. So go ahead, I guess, I, tell us a little bit about why you created them, how they came about.
0: So the gels are completely unique to Dr. Tim's aquatics. There's nothing out there like them. And the whole idea was, well, just what you were talking about. People are busy and you need convenience But technology can help us with that convenience. And what happens in most aquariums, they get dirty. They get cyano, they get dinos, all these things. And as I've been basically preaching for years, that's because the unintended consequence of all this filtration that we have is that we're eliminating the bacteria in the water. And you can throw as much chemical and light and all this stuff in the water. But if you don't have the right balance of bacteria in the water column, then what you're gonna be doing is growing bacteria on surfaces. And usually those are bacteria we don't want. The system's out of balance. And while I have had some episodes of being Don Quixote fighting you know, the windmills, it's easier to go with the flow in terms of what could we develop where people wouldn't have to change their normal routine and and the fact is the internet overwhelms all the good information for as much good information there is out there there's tons of bad information and how do you fight that so the idea was okay we know there's a lack of good bacteria because people overskim. I just had a guy, he's having a cyanobacteria. He probably saw it on the info email. And, and I said, What type of skimmer? And he said, Well, it's the proper size. Well, that doesn't tell me anything. In his opinion, it's a proper size. And it turns out, you know, for his 200 gallon tank, he, he had a 600 gallon skimmer that's typical. He's over skimming. So people over skim and they throw everything at the system. They over skim, they put UV, they uh, add refugia, this and that, and all these devices combine to really eliminate the bacteria in the water. And you can't get people to change that. It's very hard. And so the idea was we can have a dosing system, The vast majority of people that have a saltwater or freshwater system don't want to have a dosing system. They just want a nice tank. Um, So what could you do that was simple and easy? And that's where the gels, the gel idea came up, a slow release from a gel. Now, the problem technically was is that most of the gel material out there, if you put it in the tank, it dissolves too. And these gels are natural substances and they're carbon. And that would just feed the bacteria also. And in the early test, it would just cause huge bacterial blooms and the tank would look cloudy. And so, well, this is making things even worse. It went from just having a clear tank with some cyanobacteria problems maybe to having a filthy, dirty, cloudy tank. So what are we going to do with that? So there were some real technical challenges. And that's one thing I want to point out at the beginning. When you add the gels cartridge, the holder to your system, the gel is not going to dissolve. It may break up a little bit. That's why it's in the holder, but it will not dissolve. You have to pay attention to the color change over time, telling you when it is worn out. And one good
1: I guess, recommendation for that is when you first put it in, in whatever light you're regularly looking at your tank at or wherever you've placed that gel, go ahead and take a picture of it with your phone. We always have our phones out and that way over time, I mean, even if you're looking at it every day, you might not notice the change, but if you have a photo of it from day one in comparison to, you know, week three, you'll probably be able to see that change much easier over a larger period of time than you would day to day. That makes sense.
0: Right the the freshwater gel is green the marine gel which is reef safe it's for salt water reef tanks seahorse tanks any any tank salt water um it is blue and they are not going to turn to a pale brown white they're going to get very very light green very very light blue and Definitely. That's a good suggestion. Hillary having that uh, picture. Oh, that's what it looked like. And this is what it is now will tell you that it's time to change it out.
1: Yep. Now let's go back, I guess. So obviously waste away. The liquid has been around for a while. Are there any cases where you would recommend using the liquid as opposed to the gel or vice versa?
0: Well, they're really complementary to each other. So the idea is, yes, the liquid has been around for a while. And, and the way it works is, years ago, I isolated the eight strains that make up waste away from aquarium systems. That's the whole key, as I said many times. We use bacteria from aquariums. Not sewage treatment, not anything else from you know, fish systems. And those were isolated and they're actually grown in a very industrialized, controlled process. Um, and we grow a huge amount of the bacteria and then we freeze dry them. That's why like right now people are worried, are, your, are my bacteria, the waste away bacteria going to get ruined? Are they going to die because of this bad weather? And the answer is no, the waste away bacteria are completely different from the one and only. And the waste away bacteria can tolerate and survive just fine freezing because after we produce them in these huge chemically controlled vats, we pour the liquid centrifuge off the liquid. And then we end up with this paste of bacteria that is put in, I'll, I'll make it simple cookie sheets on trays and then they go into a freeze dryer and the resulting product of waste away is actually a powder but we don't want people messing with that powder and that's why we reconstitute it in the liquid so that it's much easier for the hobbyist to deliver and to handle you shake it up and then you pour in the right amount and those are spores waste away bacteria form spores unlike nitrifying bacteria and what we can do then with that powder is we can put it in the gel. So now to answer your question, if your tank is really dirty, really out of balance, lots of Sino, Dino, whatever the situation is, lots of organics, we recommend starting with the liquid waste away because it has a lot more bacteria per mil and it will go out and attack the problem and rebalance your tank and clean it up. Then to maintain it, to keep it in balance, you need a constant slow dose, 24-7 dose. And that's where the gel comes in. It is for maintenance. You put it in and 24-7 for up to 30 days, it releases a little bit of bacteria that go out into the system And consume the nitrate and the phosphate and the organics and keep the system in balance. Because you don't want absolutely zero phosphate or zero nitrate. As I've said, probably 10 times already in the last few minutes, you want a balance. And that's what we're trying to achieve here with the gel. So we even say this on the back of the instructions of the gel. Clean it up with the liquid and then maintain it with the gel.
1: Yep, it's just like you do that that one deep clean on your house. And then, you know, every week as you go along, you you clean a little bit more just to make sure that it stays in good shape and looking nice and clean.
0: Right. And the philosophy behind philosophy behind this is that your skimmers removing the bacteria. Sanjay. Uh, did a paper uh, presentation years ago that showed this using bacterial counts in in aquariums. You turn on the skimmer and the bacterial count drops greatly. And and as I said, these devices are removing the bacteria unintentionally. Well, the waste away is putting those bacteria back in and you don't have to do anything. Like with the liquid, if you read the directions, please read the directions. We say add (laughs) add a little... You know, waste away. We always say start off slow. Every tank is different. We don't know how much organic you know, nutrients you have in there. So start with a half a dose, a quarter dose, and turn off your skimmer. You don't want to pour it in and then have the skimmer remove the bacteria right away. So you pour the liquid in, let it mix around, and then one or two hours later, because the bacteria start div- dividing in 20 minutes, uh, you turn the skimmer on. And what you're doing is letting the bacteria go out there, multiply, consume organics and other nutrients, and then turn the skimmer on and remove those bacteria. And then you just repeat that process. Well, you know, go ahead.
1: I was going to say, it's not going to hurt your tank to not have your skimmer on. Like it's, I think you, you were talking about it earlier at the beginning about how people are like, Oh, Hey, I've I've got a skimmer. That's good for 600 gallons, but I've only got a 200 gallon tank. I think, you know, we're always worried about like, Oh, we have to have the best. We've got to have more than what we need, but that can actually cause issues in the long run because, you know, again, Oh, it definitely causes
0: de- yeah. causes huge issues. I mean, when I first started out, we won't say how long ago, and the only skimmer out there was a Sanders skimmer and he had and living in San Diego and you had to go look for it and all the shit. Ah, you don't want a skimmer. Skimmers are worthless. What do you want to do? So it was, don't even use a skimmer. Oh, and, then, and then it went to, you know, skim five times, the more skimming, the better, the bigger skimmer. And, you know, they were all these space age, the water went two different directions and swirled around and it got crazy. And, What I tell people now is every, and the Europeans have learned this, a lot of advanced aquarists have learned this, is that overskimming is bad because it's removing not only the primary balance in the system, but what happens in in the coral reef with all that bacteria in the water? Corals filter feed 24 hours a day. They're always pumping water. What is water full of in the ocean? Bacteria. What are bacteria made of? Food. Everything is food for something. And this is why people say, you know, my corals have gone brown or, you know, things aren't looking good. It's because the food you're feeding, you're removing all the food. You know, yes, they like copepods and stuff, but those are French fries. What they want is nutrients which come via the bacteria in the water. So by putting your skimmer on a timer, what you allow the system to do Shut off the skimmer. The bacteria, as I said, multiply every twenty minutes. They're consuming nitrates and phosphates and organics, turning that into bacterial new bacterial cells. And the corals filter feed, especially at night, which is why I say turn the skimmer off at night for a few hours. And they're getting nutrition. And in just a few weeks, you will see that your corals will have color. I, people have called or emailed and said, my corals are back. They look great. All I did was put it on a timer. Well, the, all you did was allow them to start getting nutrition from the water via the bacteria like they do naturally. So there's lots of side benefits to doing this technique and adding a little bit of the waste away on a regular basis, which is what the gel does, just primes the system to keep the bacteria levels up.
1: That's pretty cool like just to think like you know we've we've brought all of these organisms and created little ecosystems in our home and then i i know we've talked about this in previous podcasts but we forget about how it actually works in the wild and you know things that we've done just to make it so much better kind of takes away from how things naturally work so it's always nice to retouch back on you know how things work out in nature
0: right and that's you know what what i you know, a little bit pride myself on is I have that one foot into the marine biology world, but I have my bigger foot into the aquarium world because I've always been a hobbyist. So how can we make this easier? You see the emails, people email us all day long, Sino and Dino in this and these problems, and then it's a common theme. I'm keeping the, they're keeping the water too clean. Now, why do people keep the water too clean? Because human beings want to see the corals. We're not there to (laughs) grow bacteria. I know that folks, we're not there to grow bacteria. Uh, Dang it. Um, We're there to grow bright corals and have fish and have this beautiful gin clear water in in the system. And that's you know, I, I know that. And that's why we did the gels. Let's not fight human nature. Let's use human nature. And so we developed a, a patented process on that gel to put the bacteria in. And what happens is when you put it in the system, and it can be anywhere, it can be in the sump, it can be in uh, the tank itself, just where there's a little water flow, you don't need tons of water flow, this is all going to start working. The gel starts to absorb some water and that pushes out the bacteria and the bacteria go into this, uh, your tank. And, and with the water flow, they get spread all over and they start doing their thing.
1: Yep. So I'm, I'm glad you mentioned this is proper placement of these things. And you, you kind of mentioned a second ago, not putting it in an area where there's a little bit of flow, but not a ton of flow. So you don't want to stick these things like right in front of your power next to your power heads or your returns or anything like that. To put them in areas of low flow.
0: Yes, you don't need. Again, we all think bigger is better, faster is better. Nope, gels are going to work fine. So don't put it right where the pump is jetting out.
1: Yes, but and you do also, need a little bit of flow. Don't put it in somewhere where I mean, hopefully there's nowhere that has yeah a bunch of stagnant say, water, but... no,
0: <laughs> yeah, hopefully there's no dead part in your dead <laughs> s- zones in your system. That's that's something you got to fix right away. Um, kind of on that topic the other thing is don't break it out of the cartridge we've had that you know it comes in a plastic holder it has holes on the sides that was designed that way and people say this is really hard to get out of this holder and i'm thinking you mean the shrink wrap because it is (laughs) shrink wrapped you just peel you you have to remove the shrink wrap uh it says remove on it so take all that off but it's like the shrink wrap's not that hard. It's perforated. It should be pretty easy. And then I figured out you're trying to rip the cartridge apart. No. Because as I said, if you just put the gel by itself in the system, and and when we first trial ballooned this product, we didn't have it in this cartridge. We had it in kind of a tub where, you know, it would sit there somewhere. people were playing with it and moving it around and the gel would break apart and it would get sucked into the pump intake because it doesn't dissolve. It would just make a mess. And so Ooh. it's like uh, back to drawing board and figure out what we have to do because this is not going to work out. No. So yeah, all our products, we like to release to a, a small group of people to test. And uh, cause by the time we're ready, this is always in product development you know, we've worked on it and We think we've thought about everything, but we've got enough experience to know we haven't. So we like to get people out there that can just say, okay, take this and use it. What do you think? And then we get the horror stories back. Like, why didn't we think about that? Yeah. So we got (laughs) to fix that. (laughs) We learned about that. So beta testing
1: right? So if you're listening to this and you're not familiar with these gels, if you haven't seen them, if you haven't used them, go on our Facebook page, go on our Instagram page. Um, Earlier this week and last week, I posted a couple of videos of like placing the gels in the tank. I also did a quick little video. I think somebody was laughing about this. It's like removing the little shrink wrap from it, like Oh, hey, no, but you know, it's like you said, people were trying to take them out of the casing. So we'll just make that, throw it up there. Hey, this is what you need to remove. That's all you have to remove. Once you got that gone, stick it in the tank and you're good.
0: Yeah. We actually sent samples to a store and oh yeah, I'm going to test them and then didn't hear any back. A couple of months later, oh, they didn't work. What do you mean they didn't work? They never changed color. They didn't do a thing. I'm thinking, well, that doesn't make any sense. Can you snap a picture and send it to me? Before he snapped a picture, he texted and said, oops, we didn't remove the shrink wrap, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't want to send a picture that showed the system, the, the gel in the tank still in the shrink wrap. He just admitted, okay, we're going to start over again. <laughs> so, there's a reason we put that sticker on there that says remove. It's not because we want an extra step in the manufacturing process.
1: So, yep. So uh, it's interesting over time, I'm like, as you grow older and you realize, like, oh well, what seems obvious to me might not be obvious to everyone. So, go ahead and put yeah. that on there.
0: Um, now, the other thing, and you may have um, questions on this, is once it's in the tank, one thing we get a lot about, or comment about, is it starts getting this film on the outside of the gel, this clear yep. film. Yeah, and oh yeah, that that That's freaks one of the big people out. Yeah. So look on the website. You'll see pictures of this. It's kind of a clear bulbous thing that looks like a blob. Well, that's the bacteria film. That is wonderful. That tells you it's working. And you've got a couple of things you can do. One, you can slowly remove the gel from the tank, wipe that off and put the gel back. Or if you got corals, you can just wipe that off into the tank and the corals will eat it. Or if you've got a shrimp tank or invertebrates, they're going to eat it because basically that's marine snow. That's just a high concentration of bacteria, which is food. So it's not a problem. It's not a deficit or defect or anything. It's actually shown you that it's working.
1: I've actually seen a few photos and I think I've posted one of them of the, the, I guess the growth that comes off and shrimp kind of hanging out around it, eating it. It's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, the shrimp love it. Yeah, if you have a, a shrimp tank, they'll just uh, be over there all the time eating that. And a couple of other troubleshooting, um, the sizing.
1: Yes, that's, you beat me to it. That's one <laughs> of the things the... that I was going to bring up is uh, okay. the right size. We,
0: yeah, we, we first came out, with the old packaging and it was like, well, you know, this, the small one is for tanks up to this, I think it was 15 gallons. The large one was 30 and the um, big one for 75. And then we wrote wrote the words, can't be overdosed. Seemed perfectly clear. So we had uh, one uh, person take the 75 gallon gel and put it in a five gallon tank. And of course, it started releasing bacteria for a 75-gallon tank and clouded up, and she was upset. And I said, well, why did you use the 75-gallon in the five? Well, it says can't be overdosed. And she wasn't wrong. Um, It was just my thinking was that maybe people would understand that a 75-gallon gel would not go into a five gallon tank, but it wasn't clear. So we fixed that in the new packaging. So basically what we need people to do is pay attention. It, it does you no good to put the big one into a small tank that, that it's going to release bacteria for a larger volume of water and you can't overdose. So we've adjusted the mix a little bit we, and we've adjusted the sizes. So look on the gels. There's three different sizes and use the gel that is rated for your size tank.
1: Yep. And again, if this is something that you're not familiar with, go to the Facebook page or go to the Instagram, look through our posts because I've got a post there. It shows you where on the packaging to look for in the bottom right-hand corner. It's going to tell you um, for up to, hundred gallon tank or up to a 50 gallon tank or up to a 10 gallon tank. So that's hopefully will take some of the guesswork out of it. If you guys are looking to put these on your tank, you'll know exactly which one of these that you need. And two, when you buy these, um, you know, say you have a couple of tanks, you can get the multi-packs of them. So it's got two for, you know, the 10 gallon tanks or two for your extra large tanks.
0: Right. And then another question we get a lot is, okay, I like the gels, they're working, but I've got to dose my tank with a disease treatment or I've got to do something and I want to take the gel out. That's fine. What you can do is take the gel out and just wrap it in some, a baggie. You don't have to have water in the baggie and don't have to keep the gel underwater. You just need to keep it from drying out and it's perfectly fine to do that. Just wipe it down a little bit, make keep uh, have a little moisture in the baggie. You can even have a li- little wet paper towel in there and then wrap it up and seal it and keep it in the dark. And it's fine that way while you're doing whatever you need to do to your system.
1: That's a good thing to note. Now, this is one of the questions that I've gotten. Um, and maybe we can go over this, not just diatoms, but what sorts of things can people use the gels to treat? <laughs> Somebody was asking specifically, do they treat diatoms? Um, you know, what kinds of algae outbreaks will they take care of?
0: Well, the diatom phase that all new tanks get through they're not going to treat that i have not come up with a uh, a treatment for that um and like i said if you're really trying to treat sino or dino or treat something i'd recommend using the liquid because the liquid has a lot more bacteria and it it's it's Basically, it's there's a competition going on there, and if you come with the gel which has very few bacteria that you want versus sino or dino that are just taking over your tank, it's going to be a long time before you start making any progress. Whereas if you came with the liquid, well, now you can overwhelm the sino or dino, and that's why we say first step physically remove as much of that as you can. So you can change the balance of power in the system. So um, what you can do instead of maybe treating what you can keep at bay, it is one thing you'll notice with the gels is the inside of your tank, the glass or plastic of your tank will stay much cleaner where you're not having to use the magnetic, the cleaning sponge with the you know cleaning magnet so often because the the front just those surfaces are so much cleaner, uh, and you should have a much better handle on the nitrates and phosphates without having to do water changes all the time. The system would should be in balance by having the bacteria coming out of the gel into the system. Now some people like to combine you know everything they want gfo and they want uh you know ketomorpha and this and that and you really have to choose your 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 system here the gel the biggest gel goes up to 100 gallons and you can combine two to 200 gallons when you get above those sizes the gels work um, but maybe there's something else you want to you want to do in your system, and especially though if you have a system that's hard to have a skimmer or a smaller system, because the small gels you know go down to bowl size, um, they're very convenient to be consuming those nutrients and turning them into bacteria rather than letting the cyanobacteria and the dinos and the hair algae. So it, it'll it should keep at bay sino and dino and hair algae and that that slimy feeling on the inside of the glass all that should be kept at bay with the gels
1: all right that's good to know and i know we we've talked about this and you mentioned it before in this earlier in this podcast um it is reef if, if you get the ones that say reef safe it is reef safe it is safe for seahorses safe for anemones reef safe
0: Right. They're, they're 100% natural. The The plastic is recycled plastic that's used. So we're trying to be environmentally conscious there. Uh, and it is all recyclable. So you can recycle the cartridges and the gel yes. itself is 100% natural product. The bacteria, of course, are 100%. And no, they're not genetically engineered. And yes, that is a question we get more than you think We do not sell genetically engineered bacteria.
1: No, I think that's, I'm glad you brought up that they are made from recycled materials and they are recyclable. You can actually see that on another one of the things that's on the packaging, but I think that's really cool. It's exciting to see that coming from a hobbyist perspective, it's exciting to see that companies are trying to maybe change the way that they do things and take that in mind. And, you know, if they can be a little bit more sustainable to go that direction. So it's
0: right. always it's, me happy to yeah. see. The, the technology's there and people, it companies just have the responsibility to start using it. Um, the, you know, the, everything in the package can be recycled and everywhere we can, and we find recycled products or materials to make our packaging. And that's what we're looking for because it's just the right thing to do, especially we all have aquariums because they're beautiful, but I think in the back of our minds, we want to do what's good for the environment. And it's not a problem to do that with this these days. There's lots of technology out there that allows us to use as much else as we can.
1: Yep. All right, now I've got one last thing that I want to touch on today. Um, we have a huge variety of waste away gels. It's not just you know one for fresh water and one for salt water, We've got a bunch of different waste away gels for all types of tanks. So, would you want to go over some of the different types that?
0: Right. Well, as we started out, we talked about it, that this is a convenience factor, and so think of some situations where it's hard to clean, like a betta bowl. We, how do you change water without taking the fish out and the the all the water and upsetting everything. Well, we have a betta, a gel just for beddables. Um, Plants. Now we first brought this out. I've sent it to some friends who have big plant tanks and they were like, this, my plants are looking great. Why is that? Well, what happens is the bacteria are taking those organics and they're breaking those organics down into ammonia and carbon dioxide. Well, what do you fertilize your plants with? Ammonia and carbon dioxide. So, we have a plant one that you can put into the system, and it's not going to steal all your nutrients. It's basically going to break down organics, which then are recycled by the plant. That's nature's filter in many cases, and it helps them get with nutrients so they look better. Uh, shrimp tanks. Now, shrimp tanks generally don't have a lot of filtration. And they also have can have special soils and, and the branching and things, and you can get stuff growing on these over time. So we have a special gel just for freshwater shrimp tanks. So bettas and shrimps and plants, and then turtles. If you've ever had the red slide red eared oh. sliders or the turtles, I mean, <laughs> those those tanks, they can get pretty sour smelling and <laughs> turtle it tanks seems are some seems to of the go all through the house <laughs> right so we we have a gel that's that's just for the turtle tanks to get rid of you know break down that turtle waste and break down that organic material so that it smells better and the water's clear we, you know so those are uh, four different types of gels that we have
1: all right. That's good to know. Again, I've cleaned turtle tanks before. Oh, they're disgusting. So if you've got, <sighs> if you're listening to this and you've used these gels in a turtle tank, take a photo and send it to me. I will happily share it on our social media page. I want to know that you're being successful and might not be as gross for you after you use them.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. will cut down on the smell.
1: Can you make one of these for my pig's breath? He's got terrible breath.
0: Wonder. Probably. It, 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 I don't, you know, little, uh, one of those uh, mints that you, the yeah. little strips you put on your tongue to clean your breath.
1: Exactly.
0: Uh, yeah, well, you'll have to come up with a name, but I think we can do that.
1: We, can, we could like, totally expand this for pigs, dogs, all animals. All
0: oh, those animals. <laughs> there you go. Yep. So.
1: All right. Well, that's all of the questions that I've got for you. I think we covered most of the common things that, you know, when people have questions about these waste away gels, those, you know, we've covered, I think all of them that I usually see.
0: Yeah. Those are the common ones. And, uh, you just use the right size. Don't break it out of the cartridge. Definitely unwrap the shrink wrap. And, um, don't worry about if a little bit of biofilm comes out. It's all good. Yep. They're very convenient and easy.
1: Exactly. And if you do have questions and stuff that we haven't covered, feel free to send us a message. You can also reach out to us um, on any of our social media platforms. We monitor those. You can send us an email as well, and we will happily respond to your questions.
0: Yep. Thanks, everybody. And this has been Dr. Tim and Hillary at Dr. Tim's Aquatics Podcast. And we'll talk to you again next week. Thanks.